بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين إمام البخاري رحمه الله إن كتاب البيوع he mentions a hadith which speaks about شفعه شفعه is a specific ruling when it comes to partnerships before we get into its detail and its specifics and some of its conditions, it's important for us to speak about partnerships as a whole. In Surah Sad, Allah Jalla wa'ala mentions in the story of Dawood alayhi salam, he says, وَهَلْ أَتَاكَ نَبَأُ الْخَصْمِ Oh Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, has the story of those who had a dispute come to you? Do you know that story? إِذْ تَسَوَّرُوا الْمِحْرَابِ when they basically jumped over the wall and got into the place of worship where Dawood alayhi salam was. They then addressed Dawood alayhi salam. Allah jalla wa'ala says, إِذْ دَخَلُوا عَلَى دَاوُودَ When they entered upon Dawood alayhi salam, فَفَزِعَ مِنْهُمْ He was frightened. He was shocked. قَالُوا لَا تَخَفْ They told him not to fear. خَصْمَان بَغَى بَعْضُنَا عَلَى بَعْضٍ We are just two people who currently have a dispute one has oppressed the other. فَحْكُمْ بَيْنَنَا بِالْحَقِّ So judge between us with justice, with the truth. وَلَا تُشْتِطْ وَهْدِنَا إِلَى سَوَاءِ الصِّرَاطِ Don't be unjust, don't take anybody's side and just guide us to the right path. Basically, we have a dispute and we want you to judge between us. One of them begins to speak and he says, إِنَّ هَذَا أَخِي Referring to the other party, saying, Oh Dawood, this is my brother. له تسعون وتسعون نعجة. He has 99 sheep. ولي نعجة واحدة. And I only have one sheep. فقال أكفلنيها وعزني في الخطاب. Even though he's got 99 sheep, he is persistent and he wants to take my one sheep. And he carries on telling me. So Dawood alayhi salam, after hearing this, he judges immediately. He says, قَالَ لَقَدْ ظَلَمَكَ بِسُؤَالِ نَعْجَتِكَ إِلَى نِعَاجِهِ He says that he has oppressed you by asking him to give you your one sheep, to give it up, even though he's got 99. Allah Jalla wa'ala then says, وَإِنَّ كَثِيرًا مِّنَ الْخُلَطَاءِ لَيَبْغِي بَعْضُهُمْ عَلَى بَعْضٍ And this is the point we want to get to. Allah is saying that indeed most partners, people who are in a partnership, they oppress one another. Except for those who have a few traits. Allah Jalla wa'ala then mentions these traits and qualities. He says, Except for those who believe. And they do good deeds. And you should know that these are very few in number. So for those who want to start off something, it doesn't have to be in business. Yes, we're talking about business. It could be anything, a project. Try your best to be independent and to do it by yourself. Obviously, that's not always the case. So if you are looking for a partner, try your best to find somebody who believes, who does good deeds, who fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you should know when looking for your partner that truthful, honest, upright partners are very few in number, as mentioned by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah jalla wa'ala then completes the story and he says, وَظَنَّ دَاوُودُ أَنَّمَا فَتَنَّاهُ Indeed, Dawood alayhi salam knew that this was a test. These two people coming asking for judgment was a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَاسْتَغْفَرَ رَبَّهُ وَخَرَّ رَاكِعًا وَأَنَابُ So he sought 
the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He made istighfar and he fell down into prostration, returning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Some of the Mufassireen mentioned that here Dawood alayhi salam made istighfar because he judged without listening to the other party. So he only heard from one party and immediately judged. Also, what's important to mention when it comes to this story, a lot that is in the books of Tafsir that's just been mentioned, taken from the Israeliyat is actually inaccurate. We translated the verses as they are. The ulama differ as to who these two people were. Were they real people? Were they angels? that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent just to test Dawood alayhi salam and Allah knows best. The point we want to derive from this is when it comes to a partnership, you try your best to be independent. If you have to go into a partnership, you should know that there would be problems. In fact, looking for a partner in the very beginning is difficult. Also, as mentioned before, whatever you have, you should write it down, especially when you're putting in money, especially when it's a small or a side venture that you've got no real accounts etc have a small spreadsheet or if you have put in some money in your whatsapp messages for example somebody pays something record it and write it down because we forget very quickly and this is also one of the reasons for a problem later on imam al-bukhari rahimahullah speaks about different types of partnerships and when we get to that we'll speak about it so for example if somebody has the money and the other wants to work how does that work out what contract do they have between them or if they want to hire somebody etc we'll get into that getting to the hadith of today as recorded in sahih al-bukhari from the hadith of jabir radiyallahu anhu he says qada rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bi shuf'ati fi kulli ma lam yuqsam the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam decreed and stipulated that there is shuf'ah in every asset that has not been divided between the partners basically to make it clearer we give an example let's say me and you want to buy a piece of land. This piece of land is worth a hundred thousand. I have fifty thousand, you have fifty thousand. We put our money together and we buy this piece of land. Here we are both partners. I am a 50% shareholder, you are a 50% shareholder. What happens now if you had to go and sell your share to your best friend without me knowing? Maybe we only got into business in the first place because I know you as a person. We can interact. We're able to understand each other better. As for your friend, maybe I don't know him and he doesn't know me. So shufa in this instance is basically where I have a right to go to your friend that you sold your share to. And I tell him, how much did you pay for your share? I give him the money and I get that share. So basically now I become a 100% shareholder in the land. Notice how the hadith is speaking about a fixed asset that has not been divided. So let's come to the same example. We both buy our piece of land. However, after we buy it, we put our boundaries. So we say that this half is for me, this half is for you, and we build a fence, for example. The Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, فَإِذَا وَقَعَتِ الْحُدُودِ وَصُرِّفَتِ الطُّرُقِ فَلَا شُفْعَةِ Basically, if the boundaries have been erected, what is mine is clearly marked, and what is yours is clearly marked, then in this case there is no shuf'ah. 
So let's come to the same example. We both bought our piece of land for 100,000. After that, we divided it. We said this half is mine and that half is yours. You then go and sell your share to your friend or whoever you want to sell it to. Here, I have no right to say, you know what, I had first option to buy. So when does this happen? When the asset is a fixed asset. A fixed asset means something that can't move. So land, a house, a tree, for example, orchards, things that don't really move. You can't really move them. Here, if we are both in partnership, if one of the partners wants to sell, he should inform the other partner. He should give him first option because they got into this partnership knowing each other, probably built on trust, knowing how to interact with one another. If somebody foreign comes in, the partner who wants to remain may be uneasy. It will harm him in the long run. He doesn't know how to deal with him. However, if this asset has been divided and there is no harm, then there is no shufa. The scholars also mention that not only when it comes to fixed assets, according to the more correct opinion and Allah knows best, when it comes to anything that has been bought, any asset that has been bought that cannot be divided. So let's say another example. We want to buy a car. This car is worth 100,000. You put in 50,000, I put in 50,000. Here, we cannot cut the car in half. You own 50%, I own 50%. If I sell my share to somebody else without you knowing, you have the right Islamically to go to this person who I sold my share to, give them the money that they paid to me and you then own the full car. Obviously, there is more in-depth rulings. There is conditions when it comes to this. One of the conditions being, for example, if you sell your share to somebody else, and I get to know. I have to immediately exercise my right when I find out about it. So let's say you sold your share in the car today. If I get to know of it tonight, tomorrow, I then have to go and exercise my right if I want it. I cannot wait for two and three and five months and then say that, oh, now I want an option. I want to buy into it. That's not for me to do. Also, another condition is if I want this share that you have sold to somebody else, so you sold him your share of the car for 50,000, and I say, you know what, I want it. Why did you sell to him? Here, I must pay the 50,000 in full. I cannot say that, oh, I have a little bit of money. I only have 10,000 now. I'll give you the other 40,000 after three or five months or one year. No, I have to pay it in full. Because if I don't, then there is harm to you and to the other person. Because you want your money now immediately. Also, I have to buy the share that you sold in full. So for example, I can't come to you and say, okay, you sold 50% of your share. I only want to challenge and exercise my right in 25% of the share. Because there is harm to you as well as your friend who had bought these shares. So when it comes to shufa, when it comes to some of the rights that have been given to the partners in a partnership, we should understand that yes, Islamically, they are there. Also, as partners, whichever country we are living in, we should try and have our documents written out fully according to the law. So for example, you can put it in a clause if it's not there, that if you want to sell up your share in our business, you give me first option, etc. 
And this, we are talking about things that are not dividable. However, things that are dividable, as we mentioned, so when we came to the land and we said, you know what, this half is yours, this half is mine, we've put up our fence, it's completely different, then here you have the right to sell to who you want. Another mas'ala that comes up when speaking about this topic, selling houses, selling land, etc., is do neighbors have this option or this right? Do they always have first preference? Allah knows best, but the neighbor does not have this right. Yes, it's a good deed to offer your neighbor or to give him first preference. So let's say you're moving to another country. You want to sell your house. It's something good and something noble to offer your neighbor to tell him, you know what, I'm giving you first option if you want to buy it. And this is generally the case and the practice of people who are selling their houses. Also, when it comes to business, it's the general practice that before a partner wants to sell his share, they usually give the first preference to those who are already in the partnership. Some of the scholars mention that when it comes to the neighbor's if they have something that they share between them. So for example, they speak about a well, or let's say they only have one gate to enter into two houses. So they both use the gate, they know what times they use it, etc. Then some scholars mention that in this case, where they have shared amenities between them, then the neighbor has this right, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. We only mention these things so that people are aware that such rulings exist in Islam. If you want more detail, you can go to your local scholars and ask them. So just to recap, we mentioned a little bit about partnerships and a little bit about shufa. Imam al-Bukhari, rahimahullah, later on, he mentions a chapter when it comes to shufa. However, he only mentions three ahadith in there. So I thought... It would be of benefit since he mentioned this hadith in Kitabul Buyur and then he mentions the same hadith a bit later on with two more. I thought it would be easier to put some of these rulings in one place. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us all goodness and beneficial knowledge. Ameen. Wa sallallahu wa sallama wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.